another dollar another week another game uh Bengals ravens on sunday i am one half of the duo i'm jack it's alec how you doing uh great this morning um happy festivus yes and also gotta check my calendar christmas eve eve christmas eve eve indeed and hopefully there are lots of presents under the tree and um Hopefully, we stop the Grinch, aka John Harbaugh, from stealing Christmas this year. What do you say about you that? Let's start off. Let's start off with this. He said, "I forget what, which reporter asked him. You know, is this like a playoff type game?" And and his quote was something along the lines of, "You guys can call it what you want. How about hey, hey man? How about just cut the charade? This is basically a playoff game. It is a playoff game, and because we recorded before." the uh, game that occurred Monday night, Browns Raiders. Um, Now that that result is finalized and we look at where the AFC North stands now, this, like you said, is a ginormous game in the context of not only a, not only the AFC North, but the AFC AFC playoff picture as a whole. Yeah. So basically the Bengals need some, they either win to, we already talked about this kind of, but with the Browns happening, it, the picture's a little more clear. They either win two and are in. If they win two games, they'll be in. Two of three. But they play the Chiefs. So um, it's looking like it's got to be the, the the Ravens and Browns. But if they do win one, there's other ways they could get in. But we talked about this before. Let's not, let's not leave it up to fate because fate has never, ever chosen the Bengals. So – um, yeah, so where things sit right now is the Bengals 100% control their own destiny for their playoff uh, lives. If they win out, they are in and could possibly get the one seed. If they win two of three and they beat the Browns and the Ravens as those two games, they are all but likely going to win the division so long as the Steelers drop a game to the Chiefs, Browns, or, or Ravens. Or the Steelers drop a game to the Chiefs. Yeah. Browns or Ravens. So, you know, I know the Chiefs have a lot of people on the COVID list this weekend, but you would think that's a good chance for Pittsburgh to lose. So if the Bengals can win on Sunday and get losses from Cleveland and Pittsburgh, all they would have to do is win one of the last two games and they win the division. Yeah. And even if they didn't, there's still scenarios where they would still win the division. 
Yes, and they can still get a wild card, I think, um, at nine, nine or ten wins, um, you know, just based on how it looks like the AFC might shake out. Um, it looks I, like the wild cards are going to come down to Indianapolis, Buffalo, Chargers, and then maybe Bengals if they somehow don't win the division or yes. second place team in the AFC North could be the Ravens if they get to 10 and seven. But um, that is none of our concern. Our concern is Sunday at Paul Brown stadium. Um, we'll biggest, be game, biggest game the Bengals have played in six years. Um, yeah. Since that Denver Monday night, 2015, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, 2015. I think that is easily, um, the biggest regular season game, I'd say. I mean, technically biggest game since the wild card game 2015, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no sugarcoating this. This is a ginormous game. Um, the Bengals playoff odds uh, essentially all but hinge on Sunday's result. Um, right now, the Bengals sit at 50% to make the playoffs and 38% to win the division. If they win on Sunday, their division odds go up to 64% and their playoff odds go up to 75%. If they lose, they have a 9% chance to win the division and a 23% chance to make the playoffs. I mean, we've, we've been saying this all year. This is truly the biggest game of the year. This is bar none, the biggest game the Bengals have played uh, in a very long time, you and I are going to be in attendance on Sunday. Um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really great environment and, and we'll see kind of how this team decides to, to attack uh, the Ravens. Just some news and notes to get into before we talk about what to expect on Sunday. Um, any gripes with the Pro Bowl selections? So Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, Trey Hendrickson, all elected to the uh roster and then as alternates the Bengals have Burrow, Auburn, Ogunjobi um, and there were a couple others I don't have the list in front of me but moral of the story Bengals get three pro bowlers Jamar Chase is a starter do you have any gripes with how the selections uh, worked themselves out? No I thought it was awesome that Jamar Chase was a starter um, and I didn't realize this only two wide receivers um only two wide receivers make it uh, as a starter in the whole conference. Really? I didn't realize that either. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's only two wide receivers, which is awesome. To, yeah. To so top two receiver in the AFC as a rookie. Yeah. The, the other alternates that I missed, uh, Clark Harris is an alternate and Mike Hilton is also an alternate. Um, uh, real quick. I wanted to see, um, <clears throat> I saw this on Bengals Twitter a little bit. Are you surprised that DJ Reader wasn't an alternate? Not particularly, because at a position like that, I think it it uh, a lot of the fan vote is basically just going to be whoever's name is first alphabetically. So he probably missed out on a large portion of the fan vote. But I mean, any article that you read uh, talks about him as a top five nose tackle in the league. So I am surprised that he was not at least an alternate. Yeah, because I mean his run his run stopping ability this year has been unbelievable. Yeah, he was a monster in the Denver game, and he's been a monster all season. And the Bengals are going to need him on Sunday. Yeah, and I so we were. T I was going to. I also saw this um, circling around Bengals Twitter. So, Bengals have gotten a lot of crap the last couple of years for, you know, everybody always said you never spend, you never spend. 
but now they spent and and people thought they spent it on people that are, are, are on players that really didn't deserve those contracts. Um, now to be fair, Trey Wayne's contract is really bad, but <laughs> honestly, if he's been, if he was healthy, I think he would have been playing better at, at like, you know, as of right now, um, it's kind of hard not to play football and then get thrown in. It's hard not to play for three years and, and then come in. Your confidence can't be high, um, especially after the Moss last week. But DJ Reader, great free agent signing. Trey Hendrickson, great free agent signing. Um, and Jamar Mike and Yeah, Mike Hilton. And um, people, they didn't want them to draft Jamar Chase, and now he's a, top, he's a starter of the Pro Bowl as a rookie. I think Duke Tobin needs some credit. The uh, Bengals – kind of gm kind of director of player personnel yeah he he needs some credit him him and zach taylor need credit yeah you know the Bengals are in this unique situation they're really the only team in the league with with such collaboration between the coaching staff and the front office uh i mean you have a team like new england and new orleans who where the coach has basically all input over personnel. This is more of a collaborative situation. And that's what makes the Bengals so unique in that aspect. But, you know, we were talking about this the other day. Um, uh, The Bengals have drafted very well since Zach Taylor got here. Um, And, you know, hopefully that trend keeps up because once you get uh, a quarterback onto his second contract, that's when you really have to start drafting well and putting uh, cheaper, younger, more developmental pieces around your star players. So, yeah. Yeah, no, and that's why I think this year is so awesome. Um, And I know we're kind of getting a little off the Ravens game, but that's okay. Uh, Everybody realizes that, you know, this is a huge game. But this year is kind of awesome for us because say, say they lose Sunday, right? Say they lose out. This year has been way more exciting than we ever could have imagined. If you would have told me, you know, going on Christmas Day, they'll be first in division, dude, that is crazy. I thought the Ravens were going to run away with this division, um, and Lamar has kind of, you know, regressed, which is great news for the future as well. Um, but this is the – the Bengals could take this division, you know, they could they could take a hold of this division for the next two, three years before they have to pay Joe. Yeah, the, I think the, yeah, I think they're one good draft and one and one more good free agency signing, free agent you know period away from looking like the Chargers or you know like you know being a little more consistent. I would say that the Chargers are a little better than the Bengals right now, um, with talent um, because they upgraded their O line. But if Joe Burrow has a great O line, this team is really scary. Um, and we will obviously dive first into that. Um, we, were, we are going to have a lot of mock drafts. A lot of mock drafts. Um, and obviously that's a fun time of the year. But I tell you what's even better is the fact that we're sitting, like you said, in late December, and we're not talking about these mock drafts. And awesome. we said that on Monday's, well, Sunday night's episode, like the rest of this season is house money. Um, yes, at this point, it would be disappointing to not make the playoffs and not win the division. But I think we have to realize that you can only ask for so much and we don't want to be greedy. Um, not around the holidays. I don't want to be greedy around the holidays. You don't want to be greedy around the holidays. That being said, I think this is a game you and I both think the Bengals are going to win on Sunday. I re- 
I really do. And that's, that's a problem because every time, every time I think they're going to win, they just rip my heart out. Like the chargers game. I was, you and I were both set that we were beating the chargers. Um, but you know, against Denver, I, Honestly, deep down, I didn't think I didn't think they were going to win. And did they really deserve to win? No. Yeah, they, they did. I thought they played better than Denver. Well, I mean, it's hard to play against. It's hard to play better than some. Than not play better than somebody that literally put up one good drive all game. There was not a point in the game against Denver where I said where I was worried that the Bengals were going to lose. Let's just put it that way. I I agree with that. Um, but I mean that. I mean that being said, I really think they're going to win this Sunday, and that's a problem. Yeah. So let's dive headfirst into uh, the Ravens. Um, just some news on the injury front for the Bengals. Awuzie is still on the COVID list. Um, I don't know whether he's vaccinated or not. Does it really matter? Um, but he still has to test negative before he can come off the list and play on Sunday. Um, that being said, it sounds like it's expected that he could come off the list and play um, because Zach Taylor said they're keeping him uh, in their game plan for Sunday, which is big um, compared to the situation the Ravens have right now with Anthony Averett going to cover Jamar Chase on Sunday. Uh, the Bengals having three quality level cornerbacks that can rotate uh, against an offense that really can't even throw the ball that well is great news for the Bengals at this point in the year. You know, that is great. The the, the thing that I'm worried about, I um, really need Cheeto. Um, this week because we're gonna have to we're we are gonna have to throw bodies at mark andrews this week for the ravens um i don't really know who's gonna cover him but honestly and you're you're gonna think i'm crazy here it could be trey waynes trey waynes is pretty big um maybe not on like the box out stuff in the red zone he can't guard him there because they'll just get bullied but you know you I, i feel like he's one of the bodies that you could throw at him so yeah. I think it's important to get Cheeto back for so so Cheeto can play on the outside. Yeah, the the Ravens offense right now is going to run through whoever their quarterback is, whether and we can talk about that in a second. It's going to run through whoever their quarterback is and Mark Andrews. And the reason a, a large portion of the reason that the Ravens only scored 17 points um, in that first meeting was because the Bengals held Mark Andrews to three catches for 48 yards. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, if you can hold him and limit his role in this offense and make Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman beat you, I like your chances uh, as a defense, especially with their porous O-line. Yeah, no, their O-line has gotten a lot worse. Um, and, let, you know, let's get into the bait now. I would rather play Tyler Huntley. Um, you would rather play Lamar. I th- I think that right now – because of Lamar's nagging ankle issues, because he is, um, he let's just face it, he has not been a good quarterback this year. Um, and I would just rather play a guy that you kind of know what to expect um, versus sort of this unknown quantity that you're getting in Tyler Huntley, who is healthier um, and who right now, I mean, they've put up some very good offensive performances with Tyler Huntley these past couple of weeks. Yeah, no, they have. And and they made that Green Bay game a lot more interesting last week than I thought they were going to. Yes, me as well. Um, but if I, uh, you know, if, if I had to bet on Lamar or Tyler Huntley and I was a Ravens fan, 
I'm betting on Lamar because well, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, well, I, yeah, I'm just saying that Tyler Huntley has played how many games is he starting as an NFL career three? Yeah, two or three. He's gonna eventually have a bad game. It's just it's just the way it is. He can't he can't he's a backup. He can't continue to play like this. And and I don't disagree, but my my thing is um, from a Bengals standpoint of the first time they played Lamar, they they really played Lamar very well. And Tyler Huntley to to some extent has similar skill set to Lamar, but there is something about only playing a guy that is and we've seen this story time and again with the Bengals playing the guy that has only started two games and you don't think is very good. And then boom, Mike White, Mike White comes out and lights you up. Drew Locke on that first drive last week. So for me, I would just rather go down. If the Bengals are going to get beat, have it be against Lamar Jackson because of the storylines that are going to come out. If it's Tyler Huntley dragging this corpse of a Ravens team to a win. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can stomach that. Uh, especially in person. Um, I might, I might, we might get into a few, um, not, not physical altercations, but a couple verbal altercations with a couple Ravens fans. I mean, there's only like six Ravens fans in the whole world. So that's true. And they're all going to be, they'll, they'll all be there though. Yeah. Sitting right next to us. Yeah. So, you know, I think that this is a game where, and uh, interesting stat uh, for whoever has, uh, interest in such things. Um, in the last two years, I saw this. In the last two years, teams that beat a divisional opponent by more than twenty the first time that they met in a season are eighteen and four the second time that they play them. So a stat that goes in the Bengals' favor for for Sunday against the Ravens. I want to flip to the offensive side of the ball because I don't think I would be breaking any news to say that. Oh, one more thing on defense. Logan Wilson is out again this week. And so we're looking at Marcus Paley, Jermaine Pratt, and then a whole lot of reserves. Yeah, no, I saw that. I, uh, Jermaine Pratt's played well, though. And Marcus Bailey had a sack last week. I'm not really worried about them. I'm more worried about, you know, the, the DBs and who's going to guard Mark Andrews. But I think this is a game where we could have really used Akeem Davis Gaither because he I played agree. well that first time around. But I still, I, it's it's Mark Andrews, um, so he's gonna get hit. I think he's gonna get his. Yes, I, I think that that's a good it's point. Like the Kittle thing, they're gonna watch all that Kittle tape, um, and they're and they're and they're gonna find ways. I know their offense is way different than that, but they're. I think they're gonna watch the Kittle tape and watch his thirteen receptions for what one seventy three, and and try to do a little bit of the stuff that the 49ers did. Yeah, yeah. Well, they would be fools to not try to replicate that game plan because <laughs> clearly it worked. Yeah. Um, flipping to the Bengals' offensive side of the ball, I don't think it would be any surprise to anybody to say that the Bengals' offense has not been clicking these last couple of weeks, whether that be the turnovers in the Chargers game, whether that be just the overall inconsistency in the San Francisco game until the fourth quarter, or whether that be the uh, coverage sacks and just the overall pressure that the Bengals yielded last week to Denver. Um, do you, is this a problem this late in the season for you, or do you think this is just a blip on the radar and that we see them get back on track someday? It definitely could be a game where they get back on track just because they'll have adrenaline. Um, it's not like they don't, they don't have adrenaline every week, but this game means a lot. I mean, this is basically a playoff game, right? So 
I think you have to – I don't know. I feel like you have to think that they'll lock in. And the games that we think um, – you know, the games that this year that we thought they would have locked in, they haven't. And I think that's, you know, you know i.e. The, the Chargers game going down 24-0 or losing a 10-point lead to the Jets. I think this week's different because it's a divisional opponent. They – I can tell – Everybody on the team does not like the Ravens, and I think that I think that hatred with the Ravens might run deeper than the uh, than the Steelers. With well, we can team. tell that they don't like him after Eli Apple got happy fingers on Twitter the other night. We need uh, he needs to stay off Twitter. That's another thing that I'm worried about. Um, they beat a bad Denver team, and and they act like they've never won a game before on Twitter. So, well, no, only Eli Apple. Well, y- yes, but. I don't know. It, I, I get nervous because then people – I don't know. Eli Apple, I, to be fair, he does deserve to do that because he was putrid and he had a really good game. He better bring his A game on Sunday is all I'll say. After all that junk he talked on Sunday night and Monday morning, if he doesn't bring his A game on Sunday, there are going to be some questions he's going to have to answer for. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 uh, we'll send him a DM on Monday morning if he doesn't bring his A game. um but yeah I mean overall I the Bengals are just vastly more talented vastly more healthy and just in general right now are trending in a better direction than the Ravens which is the exact recipe you would put together for the old Bengals to just come into this game and poop down their leg and just lay an egg yeah well I mean Every time I hear playoff game, I cringe um, because if it's, if it's a playoff game, that means it's a loss, right? Yeah. So that means we're losing to TJ Yates um, in Houston or, 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 you know what I mean? It, it, it just makes me nervous. Matt Schaub makes me nervous. But <clears throat> I do, but I do, I do believe in Joe Burrow. Dare I say, I believe in Zach Taylor's culture, not in game coaching culture. And and I think that they could get this done, but I would not be shocked if they lose this game. I really wouldn't be. It, I think it's a game that, um, you know, this is the game that when you brought Zach Taylor in for, when you brought Zach Taylor in three years ago, you brought him in. Oh, excuse me, not a cough, not a COVID cough. I got a cough. When you brought Zach Taylor in. Um, couple years ago you brought him in for games like this late in the season where you trust your scheme to kind of prevail in a home game against listen the Ravens are not out of the playoffs or out of the division in the slightest if they win this game they can all but salt away the division um so you know playing against a team and and let's be honest the Ravens are also playing with house money at this point so this is a game where you say Zach Taylor and our your star players, you got to go out and you got to win this game for us. Yeah, and I, um, I mean, if we want to talk about the odds of winning the division, the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals are now the well. I'm just saying the Bengals are now the current favorites to win the AFC North. Plus um, one twenty five. Yeah. The Bengals are plus one twenty five. The Ravens are plus one sixty. And the Browns are plus six fifty, and the Steelers are plus like nine hundred. I think. Now the thing about no, I'm kind of surprised. I think that if, if you were going to do that, the Steelers would be the best value. Um, 
and it's kind of surprising they're plus 900, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. The the Steelers are an interesting situation down the stretch here because while we, while we expect them to lose on Sunday, the Chiefs have COVID issue with ta- Travis I mean, Kelsey. I, I, saw, I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter where uh, they think that that game could get moved. Well, that'd be interesting if that game got moved because then they would put sh- Pittsburgh on a short week with Cleveland on a Monday night game, which if Cleveland is coming off a loss, that could be a cage match to eliminate somebody finally from the division race, which would be yeah. big. But um, the Bengals own the tiebreaker on the Steelers, which isn't going to come into play because the Steelers have the tie, which is very bad for the Bengals should the Steelers find some way to win these last three games. Yeah, and, and, you, and you know – you know, Mike Tomlin, I mean, he could have me or you at quarterback and, and, they, and they'll win games somehow. I don't know how they do it. That's basically what he has at this point with, with Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, um, I, don't understand. I don't understand. I know I get it. The Titans had four turnovers last week against them. I don't know how they do it. It's crazy. Their offense is so bad. I don't know how they win games. I don't get it either. I don't care. I don't care if Byron Pringle – um, is the Chiefs' only healthy receiver. If they have Patrick Mahomes, they should win that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, getting back on track to the Ravens for a second, the Bengals have built their team to win in the AFC North. They built it up so that they could stop the run, so that they could run the ball, and so that they could have a difference maker at quarterback and difference makers at receiver. Um, and that's how you win games in the AFC North. You don't win games like you do in the AFC West with these run and gun offenses and not playing any defense. The Bengals built their roster specifically to win these games. So this is the ultimate, and I'm not saying you should fire Zach Taylor or fire Duke Tobin if they lose this game on Sunday, but this is the test of, okay, is what you guys are doing working? Because you should beat this team. They should. And this, and, and you said it before. It's like it's a corpse of a Ravens team that they played that they beat by 31. And then also it's kind of a corpse of the Ravens that we're used to over the last five to 10 years. Yeah. Their defense is nothing special right now. Absolutely not special at all. And you were right. They have 15 healthy guys on defense right now. And yeah, I mean, obviously they're going to sign people, but if they're signing guys off the street for this week, I mean, how effective could they be? Yeah. they. So the, their best – so Patrick Queen is going to play. It looks like Calais Campbell's going to play. And outside of that, you know, you've got Tavon Young. Doesn't look like he's going to play for the Ravens on Sunday. And he was their green dot communications guy. So the guy that took that role last week against the Packers, Geno Stone, he's also out this week. Looks like he's on the COVID list. So Patrick Queen probably calling signals. So third different signal caller for them in three weeks. Don't know what effect that could have. I will say this. Their pass rush is still very good with Odafe Owe, Justin Houston, Calias Campbell, and Brandon Williams up front. Their front four is still very good. Yeah, and very good. And I think um, Justin Houston, how many pressures did he have last time? Six? Something crazy against the Bengals. Five, six. He's going to be scary. Well, remember what happened last time. I'm not saying this to you because I know you remember, but maybe some people who have forgotten kind of how that Ravens game went last time. That first quarter, Joe Burrow was assaulted. He was was. hit on every snap, and then they hit the play-action pass to Uzoma, 
in the beginning of the second quarter. And right then it's almost like everything flipped and Zach Taylor was running these exotic six and seven man protections. And they were just hammering the Ravens on anything they wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. They get people forget. They realize, I mean, they won by 30, but they forget that, that the, the, I'm trying to think probably the first 20 minutes of the game. It was like, you know, really close, really, really close. It really didn't get blown up until the second half. So, yeah, it it was wide open um, to for that game to be taken by the Bengals. Sorry, I had to check uh, something over here. Um, that first time around was a beautifully schemed game from the first quarter on by Zach Taylor and the Bengals because they got punched in the mouth, they absorbed it, and they realized, okay, this is what we have to do to sort of tinker our approach, and boom, they go. Uh, and I think we could see a similar recipe this week. But if this team, at some point, getting out to slow starts no longer be, is a fluke. It's a trait. So I am fully expecting the Bengals to go down 3 nothing, 7 nothing, 6 nothing, something like that, and have to fight their way back into this game. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it's not just a fluke. It's every week. Um, even in their big wins. I mean, the only big win that they didn't start out slow, that the, the Steelers the second time. They yep. did not start out slow. That's the only game. So it's going to be really interesting to see in your own place. Now, also, let's talk about this. They've played much better on the road this year than they have at home. Yeah. The, the, so, it, it, it seems like the Bengals need to be sort of this underdog role, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but um, – you know, they're three and four at home right now. And so they have a chance these next two weeks to get above 500 at home on the year and looking very far ahead because, you know, sometimes on this podcast, we do kind of sort of do the peak ahead. This is a game where, you know, we're not on the team. So it's not like our focus matters, but the Bengals should be solely focused on how this game, how big this game is for them. They should, Um, honestly, it would be fine with me if they just threw away the whole – they didn't even think about, um, you know, because you kind of – I feel like sometimes you kind of game plan for the next game before the next game. Just throw all that away. Put all of your effort into this game. And if we lose next week, we lose next week to the Chiefs. So I, but cannot – this game – next week won't matter if it really – I mean, technically, if, if, if we lose this week. It'll have a lot less importance, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And especially if somehow the Browns pull an upset on Sunday or the Steelers pull an upset or Browns pull an upset Saturday, the Steelers pull an upset Sunday uh, and the Bengals lose this game, you can all but stick a fork in them, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, we're thinking of best case scenario where Green Bay still plays well. Uh, Chiefs with COVID still beat the Steelers. I mean, we're just thinking best case scenario, but those things could definitely, it's the NFL. I mean, the Bengals lost to the Jets. So yeah. a- anything can happen. Any, anything can happen. Yeah, the, the Lions just beat the Cardinals by three scores. Um, yeah. Anything can happen. Still waiting on the Cardinals to tweet the final score, by the I way. I saw that. They're a bunch of cowards. I, that's so funny that Big Cat keeps tweeting that. Cowards and frauds. Um, so, yeah, with that being said, I mean, just to sort of summarize before we get into some predictions, this is a game – one, I think both of us are going to be repping our must-win armbands on Sunday because yes. you have to win this game. Um, 
if you want to win the division, you have to win this game. You want to even make the playoffs, you have to win this game uh, and knock another team out because I think I think this is the this is like a rocky this is like Rocky Four when the Ravens are this are Ivan Drago and they're just getting punched, punched, punched. The Bengals got to be that team to come in and deliver the knockout blow because I think if the Ravens go down this week, they're done. Yeah, I I, I think so too because the, they have the Rams coming to town next week. They have the Rams and then the Steelers, who they've already lost to, uh, on the horizon. So if you can knock this team down to the canvas and sort of put them out of your rearview mirror and focus solely on that on these last two games, one of them out of the division, one of them against a the team that this game likely could be for the division in Cleveland in a couple of weeks. That is what you need to do. Um, you know, it's AFC North football. This is what we expect. Um, so prediction time, the Bengals are minus two and a half. The line opened at two and a half. It stayed there. Uh, and the over under is 45 and a half. So give me a prediction. Give me a bold prediction for something you expect to see. And give me an X factor. Okay. Um, my bold prediction is Joe Burrow will have over two touchdown passes. Um, and I think the X factor this week, I think they're, they're after last time, they're going to do everything they can with their two healthy DBs or whatever it is to try to stop Jamar Chase. I don't think they're going to let Jamar Chase do that again. So it's going to be another big week of Tyler Boyd like we saw last week. And I think T Higgins is going to have to step up. Um, so I would probably say, hmm, this is tough. Also, another X factor thing: D line needs pressure like they were last, like they did last time against the Ravens. Yep. Not really backing them; they had a lot of sacks, but more like containing Tyler Huntley or Lamar. But I would say final score twenty four seventeen. That's going to be my Bengals. That's going to be my prediction. All right. So you've got a Bengals win, a Bengals cover, and the under. Under yes, um, I think the my bold prediction for this week is I think that we see at least four sacks from the Bengals defensive line, um, between Hubbard, Hill, Ogunjobi, Hendrickson, and Sample. I think you get four sacks and Khalid Kareem if he plays, which by the way, very solid snaps from Khalid Kareem, um, but he's in the concussion protocol, so don't know if he's going to play. Um, Joe Mixon is going to play and the Ravens have a very good run defense for all of the holes that they have on their team right now with injuries. They still have a very good run defense. So I'm going to say Joe Burrow goes for 303 touchdowns. I'm going to say the Bengals defense gets four sacks and I'm going to say that the Bengals win 31 to 27. Um, I think that, the Ravens maybe get a special teams touchdown as well. Um, there is a lot of unpredictability that I think is going to happen in this game. And there's going to be some weird moments and wonky plays, but I think in the end, the Bengals are the better team right now. They're playing like the better team right now. And they're at home in a must win game. And I have faith in the guys in that locker room to get it done on Sunday. So I take the Bengals 31, 27. Ooh, I'm getting nervous already. It's it's nerve-wracking, the fact that we just both picked um, the Bengals. So, trivia question. 
I saw this from the Elias Sports Bureau. Tyler Boyd scored the 2,000th touchdown in Bengals history on Sunday with that uh, 60 whatever yard leak out touchdown that he got uh, thrown to by Burrow. Who scored the 1,000th touchdown in Bengals history? Is it A, Carl Pickens, B, Corey Dillon, C, Achilles Smith, or D, Chad Ochocinco? All right. I mean, so let's do some let's do some thinking here uh, logically. Bengals probably scored like ten touchdowns from nineteen sixty nine to nineteen eighty, um, <laughs> like at total. Um, so how many did they score in the nineties then? I'm, like three I'm less. Like like four touchdowns in the nineties. Um, I'm gonna go Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon, that is incorrect. It was Carl Pickens who scored the 1,000th touchdown in Bengals history. And he scored that touchdown. Let me pull this up real quick. He scored that touchdown on October 1st, 1995, with a touchdown against the Miami Dolphins. It was a 10-yard touchdown pass from Jeff Blake in a 26-23 to loss. Okay. So – that's your answer to trivia today. Carl Pickens scored the 1,000th touchdown in Bengals history. Tyler Boyd scored the 2,000th. So those are – it was 26, 27 years from the inception to 1,000, and then it was 26 from 1,000 to 2,000. So look out for the 3,000th touchdown in Bengals history in 2047. I think the person who's going to score it is just being born, like, right now. Uh, Garrett Wilson. Or wait, no, that would make him like 47. Yeah. So it's probably some like six-year-old kid in Kansas right now is going to score the – Not even six. They're, they're, they're like just being born because there's no way that, that – be 32. I hope we don't have – unless they're really good. We need – I don't really want a lot of 32-year-old receivers. Maybe it's a defensive touchdown. Ooh, maybe, maybe. <sighs> never know, never know. Um, that's all I got. You got anything else? No, I don't have anything. Big week. Big week. We will be there drinking lots of beer and maybe, maybe, maybe. well, I will be, I don't. (laughs) Okay. Um, But that's all we got. Bengals Ravens Sunday. It's the biggest game in many years for the Bengals. Um, and we're going to be there. So with that, I think we bid you adieu with a good day. Good day. Good day. Good day.